Recorded live at Toxin Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. For the first time in Confessional Lutheran Podcast History... Clerical Airs podcast is brought to you in digital surround sound. To hear the full effect of surround sound, listen to this podcast with headphones or earbuds. If you don't have headphones or earbuds, or you only have one working ear. You can still listen. It just won't be nearly as awesome. Applause. Yeah. Way to go. All right. Ready? Here we go. So, listener, what's going to happen is every once in a while when we need surround sound, I'm going to say engage surround sound, and then all of a sudden we'll be in surround sound. Okay? So what do you guys think? <laughs> well, you're going to say something first. No, I want you to no. talk first. Yeah, you, I, you, go ahead. I think, I, I think that the listener will understand that this is pretty much the uh, the level of our comedy pretty much right here which is which is fine you know to, to, to borrow from top gear it could be ambitious it but could. rubbish okay. ah. there you go because we want you listener to feel like you're a part of the show right right well, what are we waiting for do it all right you ready engage surround sound make it so so what do you think listener we wanted you to feel like you're part of the room. Do you feel it, listener? So do you, you know, feel it? It's here. Here's the thing that that gets me. I think that what, what this is going to do is that like they're going to find Berg coming out of one ear and Bullhagen out of another ear, and I'll come out of both ears. Is that is that how it is? No, it, it's going to sound like you're sitting right in the middle with us. And, okay. and so, for example, to make you feel even more like you're a part of the show. <laughs> so, so wait, wait. It's going to sound like they're sitting right in the middle of us. So. Right, like lying down on the table. <laughs> lying down on the table. <laughs> the studio table, yes. I don't know. Okay, okay. It sounds things, great. Things that make you go, buh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> listener, this is why you stick to the liturgy and the hymnal. Because you got wackadoos like me who try to do stupid stuff. We, you know, try to get a little gimmicky. <laughs> so. Now, do we want to talk about why we don't do this every week? I'm sure by now it's evident that it's not the best podcast experience. <laughs> but, but you're you are part of the show. So this one I will probably actually listen to. <laughs> so. That, that That is proof of success right. already. <laughs> there you go. And and this is a great episode. If if you know someone who hasn't listened to the show yet. Don't start with this one. <laughs> uh, so, for example, to make you feel like you're part of the show, um, 
Yes, dear listener, what do you think about this idea? Well, they can't talk back to us. I mean, that's the one Is thing that's... The <laughs> yes, well, no, we have to respond. Per... Oh, we have, oh, so like we respond for the listener? No, 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 no. Okay, I'll be, I'll no, we imagine today. a response and try to come up with a generic response. Oh, okay. So just like Dora the Explorer. Just like Dora the okay. Right, so right. cut that out. Um, so listener, <laughs> or don't. what do you think about this? Uh-huh. Well, well, thank you for that. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, what, what uh, listener, uh, what kind of drink are you having with us today? Wow. Better go easy on that one. Yeah, that sounds pretty top shelf. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, um, surround sound, disengage. All right, all right we're back. back to normal. Back to normal. Oh, cool. Okay. This is quite a ride. I feel about the same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you guys drinking anything? Uh, yes, I have some water. I got some... Uh, what, do you, what do you have? Anybody else have? I have a Diet Coke. My Diet Coke's out in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Vicar's got his RC. RC. Yeah. Yeah? I'm unwinding from work, so I'm drinking a uh, vodka soda with a bunch of lime juice added. Mm. Very good. So uh, this is also not only... The surround sound episode. This is our Easter episode. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and there was much you rejoicing. Mean, you mean the resurrection of our Lord, right? You know, the festival of the resurrection of our Lord. Yes, Easter. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys? I, I kind of like Pascha better. Pascha? Yeah. Okay. Right. right? Sure. You know, I mean, yeah. Sure. It's weird how how it's in English. It's Easter, mm-hmm. but like it seems like most other. I don't know, Christian cultures and the way they talk about it, it's the resurrection or Pascha or, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. You know, Bert? Blame the English. I don't know. I I think I think perhaps the word Easter, uh, what does that come from? I think for spring. Uh, bead. Well, Lent. Lent comes, Lent is the word spring, but Easter, I don't know. I thought it was springtime. Bede well, talks about it as being uh, the name of some goddess, but they've never actually... Found yeah. that. Could it be related to the Greek word for resurrection? Mm, Anastasis? I, no. I know it's a stretch. Yeah, it's a huge, well, you know. I'm, I'm uh, Googling right wait, now. Wait, uh, surround sound engage. What do you think, listener? Do you prefer Easter or the resurrection of our Lord? We thought you would say that. <laughs> Disengage surround sound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my guess is that oh. I, if, if I'm my memory serves me correctly, that it, it is actually a, a seems to go back to the pre-Christian goddess uh, in England, uh, Eostri. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but goddesses or not goddesses, but I think brothers of John the Steadfast have this great article on redeeming. Uh, holy days from pagan lies. Yeah, and I think they actually—that's a disputed um, thing. So I don't know. I, but even if that's where the name comes from, that doesn't necessarily mean all that much, right? So I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's disputed, I guess. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's—that's that's the thing. It's just weird. Although we do have the best, we do have the best name for Good Friday. We do. We have the best name. 
with Good Friday. Yes, I agree with you. That is a good name. I love that. That is much better. Much better. Black Friday. Right. Which in uh, German, I think it's Car Freitag, which either means like Flesh Friday or, you know, it's it has kind of a negative connotation. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you all have your Easter sermons ready. Uh, kind of, I do actually. We do did, we did, we did a, uh, we did a, uh, um, a study on this in our Winkle. Uh, see, pastors get together once a month to talk with their fellow pastors, and uh, we've been uh, because of some great leadership of some great circuit visitor. Uh, <laughs> we we Are you went talking through... about yourself. What? No, that was not about myself at all. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, we we went through the uh, the festival. Um, sermons, you know, for the entire year, and we did text studies on them, and so I have a, I have a pretty good text study on. So Mark sixteen starting at one. Uh, when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb, and they were saying to one another, "Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb?" And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Exactly. Perfect way to end an Easter sermon right there. They were afraid. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm only being a little bit facetious when I say that. But, you know, people come to uh, Easter, and uh, usually it's, it's uh, a larger amount of people that come, and they already know why they're there. Right, mm-hmm. you know, they know that they're there because mom and dad are having them over for dinner in the afternoon for Easter dinner, and they want to show up for Easter service, which is probably the the third or fourth time they've come to church in the whole year and stuff like that. Maybe I mean, maybe not, maybe not. You know, dear listener, you know, don't worry about if, if this doesn't describe you. Uh, but uh, but you know, the fact is though is that you have more people there, and they already know what it's all about. At least they think they do. But here's a text that'll throw them for a loop. <laughs> you know, here's a text that'll uh, just throw a, a, a monkey wrench in that whole thing. The, the point is, is that nobody expected the resurrection. Nobody expected it at all, except for perhaps the chief priests, although they expected the disciples to come and, and do it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, uh, you know, the women were going to the tomb. They had all their spices for anointing the body. They, they expected to come to the tomb and find a great big stone in front of the door. They expected to have to find somebody to move that stone. And they also expected to go to a dead body and anoint it with, uh, with uh, these, uh, these spices that they had prepared. Um, and what they found... Is that what Old Spice is? Yeah, right. <laughs> old Spice. <laughs> It'd be pretty Old Spice by it's, now. It, right? it, it's not for the dead anymore. No. It's <laughs> See, tagline. There you go. Tag, it's so, not for so, the dead anymore. So what oh, you're boy. saying then is, yeah. is uh, uh, when you uh, uh, rise from your own grave, don't be so surprised as, oh, Jesus never said this was going to happen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, 
You know, why do we still live sometimes as though death still defeats us? Right. There's That's good. You know? So uh, the, the, the thing is, is that the, the same thing applies to us. You're right. I, I think I think that's that's good. You know, don't ex, you know don't 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 think about it as if it didn't, Jesus never said that this would happen. Yeah, um, but it, it, you also have you know you expect to come to Easter service and uh, to be all about light and uh, hope and uh, things like that. But this is about how they were afraid, <laughs> and uh, and then you know we can talk about that how their fears are are. Uh, uh, alleviated them too, although although there, there's something about this that is uh, truly important for us to understand. That I mean, goodness, uh, the dead are going to rise, and there's going to be a judgment, and uh, the only way that that judgment is uh, is uh, beneficial to us is because of what Jesus has done, because He suffered for our sins and rose again from the dead for us, and that's. That's yeah, because you, That's you know, you know, when Jesus died, you, you can't kill the judge. Right, the judge is alive too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. How about you, Berg? Hmm? <laughs> it's, you, you're, you're acting like it's Easter morning already. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> do you have your sermon ready for it yet? No. No. How many services are you doing this week for Holy Week, Berg? One, two, three. Nine or ten, something like that. Because hmm. you do so. you do one all all week long, right? Yep. And then, yeah. And I don't know if that's including the the chapel on Thursday morning, on Monday Thursday morning for the kids, because I think we still have school. So, wow, the end. The so, end. Yeah. There, yeah so <laughs> yeah. Get, well, there's, there's in my mind. There's generally like four main. Services, yeah. Uh, well, four main ways that you can go with the resurrection. Okay. 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 One is you can talk about, uh, like we said, the judge doesn't die, or to remember that uh, um, you can trust the word of God because it comes from someone who has died and risen. Right. Yeah. Or you could talk about how the res- resurrection proves that Jesus really was the son of God. Mm-hmm. You can talk about how death for you has been defeated. Um, you can talk about uh, how the Father accepted the sacrifice for our sins. And how it's so comforting for us, too, because because death has been defeated, we, too, will rise. And that's... Uh, did we talk about that already? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the one that's supposed to say that. Oh, is that right? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, engage surround sound. Uh, excuse me, listener... Excuse me, listener, what is it like when to listen to a podcast where I am the one with the most focus? That's uh, my thought. It's all, okay. this fits with, good, good, right? good. I mean, this fits with Easter, right? Because yeah. it's all topsy-turvy. So. <laughs> Disengage surround sound. So, I, want, I once preached an early service for Easter uh, on John 20. And you remember that uh, country song? Looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah. I I entitled it "Looking for Christ in All the Wrong Places." Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite sermons that I liked uh, from from that text is uh, there was one earlier and when I was a pastor, Easter happened to also befall on Earth Day. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the the whole point of the sermon was is when they were bringing spices, 
uh, for a dead body because it was going to smell. They were there to celebrate Earth Day. The Earth had swallowed up our Lord. Hmm. It claimed another another person. Hmm. Uh, the back to ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Hmm. That hmm. that is what the promise see, of Earth. See, gives you should us. have said back to the compost heap. Right. Well, because uh, honestly, that's a big burial thing now. Is green burials and it's really weird and disgusting. Yeah. But but uh, you know Jesus tells us what he thought of Earth Day, you know? right? He rose again from the dead. <laughs> right, that earth, the Earth doesn't own me. Yeah, there you go, there you go. And uh, the Earth will pass away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Jesus, who Jesus is, and what he gives will does never not. Pass away. Right. So yeah, I had uh, there a couple years ago. There was a uh, Easter Sunday that was on April Fool's Day. Do you guys remember that? Well, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah it's been been a little while, but. Uh, um, there was a rumor, uh, well, actually, not, 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 not a rumor, but uh, there was a, uh, a psychology teacher at uh, the local high school back in the 1970s who um, gave his students the assignment of, of doing a, a prank uh, kind of thing on, on the community. And uh, what they did is they, uh, they arranged to make crop circles in somebody's yard in the 1970s. And uh, um, basically everybody thought it was aliens that had done it. I mean, uh, the newspaper came out, the, the, the TV came out, and everybody came out to, to do interviews or something like that. And then, uh, lo and behold, the government shows up and all, the, uh, all the, the culprits say, oh, no, no, wait, no, this wasn't really a, this was just a prank. This was just a prank. And you have, you have I, I brought that up in my Easter sermon once because you have the government showing up uh, after the Easter event and everybody says, "No, this really happened," and they they even go to their death saying, "No, this really happened," you know. So, and and then you can talk about what it's what it's about, how it's for you, uh, for the forgiveness of your sins, so and, and eternal life. Yeah, good. All so right. this episode is coming out on Easter. We're recording ahead again, obviously. Uh, so Lent, Lent is guys, winding down. What are you guys doing right now? Probably, let's say it's two p.m. now on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing to unwind? Are you, st- are you still asleep? I am I am taking a nap. <laughs> I am sleeping until about 5 o'clock. Then I'll wake up, eat something, and uh, watch America's Funniest Videos. That's that's my Sunday routine. <laughs> um, usually uh, by this time, uh, by 2 o'clock, I'm actually probably already awakened from my nap. And I am uh, usually there's a really good NBA basketball game scheduled for Easter. I'm sure that's what all the rest of you do, too. <laughs> Unlike these old guys, I'm not going to take a nap, huh. uh, but I will probably be drinking from a wonderful bottle of Aquavit, hmm. Oh, and uh, hopefully the weather's nice so we can go sit outside. Yeah. That sounds like a fun time, too. Peter, what will you be doing? I imagine I'll probably be sleeping on your couch. Yeah, yeah that's what happens because Peter's schedule is different. He comes and eats, and then he just passes out. We try and spend time together, but usually someone's It doesn't matter asleep. where I am, I'm going to end up asleep. <laughs> hey, you know, I was I was looking at the schedule and um you know, there are texts for Easter Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday too. Huh? So All right, Berg, next year. Next year. Oh, next year. Okay. Just expand it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see we get 14 services in a row. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> 
I start to lose my voice after too many of them. Yeah. I imagine. Keep the sermon shorter, you know? But you got to give not. the people what they want, though. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so our lovely associate producer, uh, blessed Resurrection Day to you, Hannah. Yeah. I hope you had fun with your uh, resurrection eggs. Yeah, re- yeah. <laughs> so, sir, we, we Why are you looking at me? Easter. Why are you looking at me? You want me to comment on that? That's interesting. Resurrection eggs. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, the right because I said resurrection. Resurrection day. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Resurrection day eggs. Yes. 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 But uh, so, do you understand the the meme thing? Burke, can you explain the meme thing we've done? Because no. I you understand. Peter, you I don't even I still I can't, to this day I can don't barely me. put a sentence together today. So, so what we've done is <laughs> is uh Peter created a surreal meme, I think it's called. Mm. And uh we'll fire up the the meme. I've heard of I've heard of dank memes. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a you uh, yeah. You're you're nodding, Vicar. You know what a dank meme is? I can't explain what it is, but yeah. I know what it is. You know it when you see it. It's like one of those things, right? <laughs> okay. All right. And oh. we'll, we'll make sure we'll post this. So this is the surreal meme uh, that Peter put together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, pr- so that's with, pretty surreal. And so with with meme culture, you know, yeah. the memes like uh, they keep changing, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of morphing and morphing and morphing. Sure. Well, with what we did is we we decided we wanted to keep the same meme, but then have uh, our associate producer come up with a different. Uh, with a different interpretation of that meme, and so so every once in a while, Hannah will put together a surreal meme for us, so that uh, 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 an explanation, and it always changes. And so today, uh, Hannah has for our Easter episode given us the meaning of this meme again today. All right, go have go for it, Pete. This is associate producer Hannah Auberg with a fourth explanation of Peter's surreal meme of March 29th, 2020. Can you believe a whole year has passed since Peter's surreal meme made its debut? I've analyzed it three times already through the lenses of the COVID-19 pandemic, Jubilate Sunday, and Trinity Sunday. This time, inspired by Peter's challenge to Vicar 17.0 to record his sermon prep thoughts, the lens is homiletics. To refresh the listener's memory, the meme features three characters, pastors Bullhagen and Berg, and Meme Man. Meme Man is saying, preach, brother. Bullhagen, oh no. And Berg, everything is okay. There's also a tennis ball. If the Trinity Sunday analysis was confirmation level easy, this one is clerical errors dedicated listener level medium. A few months ago, the clerics turned their attention to C.F.W. Walther's work, The Proper Distinction Between Law and Gospel. Just saying the name conjures up an uncharacteristically clear analysis. Meme Man urges the preaching of the word. Bullhagen holds forth on the law. The law always condemns, thus the dire, oh no. Berg comes in next with the gospel, which tells us that everything is okay through the sacrifice of God's only son. Our hands and hearts, bloodied red by the excoriating words of the law, are washed clean. Hmm. And then there's the tennis ball. Mm, Yes, the tennis ball. It could be an important ingredient in sermon prep. I can just see Pastor Bullhagen bouncing a tennis ball off the floor and wall of his office while listening to Cakes prolonging the magic, waiting for the Holy Spirit to inspire him. (laughs) 
I can imagine Pastor Berg rolling a tennis ball under his foot to relieve tension while he inwardly digests the gospel lesson for the Sunday, three weeks hence. And Vicar 17.0, perhaps he squeezes the living daylights out of a tennis ball while reviewing his vicarage supervisor's fourth round of comments. Yes, that tennis ball is bursting with so much imagery it could blow the stone off a tomb. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, well, but Peter, this is not the only meme talk we have for you today. Uh Uh-oh. Open up the email. There is a meme that you now have to explain for us. Oh, I can't. Oh, no. (laughs) Um. Oh, no. (laughs) So, Um. we have this... That is not a good picture of me. Oh. Uh. So, uh, uh, what what do you see there, Peter? Well, there's a lot of elements I see. Uh, okay. I see myself p- poorly cut out in space with a pair of Kanye's, or maybe just one Kanye. I, I, it's one shoe. Um. There is a person wearing a hat. Is that Hannah? That is Hannah. That has to be Hannah, yes. We have Hannah uh, styling out with an awesome hat and it's many, like many the side of her head shaved. It looks like mm-hmm. it. She's just cool like that. She's hit. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, uh, my finger is expanding uh, into space with uh, ex nihilo. Uh, written upon it. Uh, Meme Man is peeking out of the corner saying, uh, Kagito ergo sum. And uh, Hannah, of course, the ever cool-headed individual, uh, says, uh, caveat auditor. (laughs) Okay. Um, All this Latin flowing around. (laughs) Yeah, can you guys help me out on the Latin? I can come up with a better... uh, uh, Well, from out of nothing, ex nihilo, right? Right. Uh, I think, therefore, I am. Descartes, right? Yeah. Right. And caveat auditor. That's like caveat emptor, right? Or emptor? I don't know. But it's it's uh, beware listener. <laughs> 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 right. So right. out of nothing, I think, therefore, I am beware listener. <laughs> okay. Now Hannah's wearing a hat. Is that uh, a wedding dress? Well, hmm. I think it's it's less about the dress and more about the hat. Because as you can see, both me and Hannah are wearing hats. And uh, and you can see that Meme Man uh, has no hat. He has nothing. Hmm. And from nothing come hats, of course. But the finger is pointing at the producer. Well, right. Because, you know, where do you think the hats came from? They came from nothing. <laughs> I have a hat now. <laughs> Poor meme man thinks, therefore he is, but he doesn't have a hat. All he's got is this stupid Kanye shoe, and he's only got one of them. He doesn't even have any feet. Poor this guy's getting getting uh getting screwed over, you know? Okay. And uh and uh of course he also so is that like even the listener? Any... Because the listener doesn't have a hat, so the listener yeah. isn't a producer? Yeah, I'm glad you understand, Berg. Um, I don't yes. have a hat. 
<laughs> well, that's it. You're... It's just uh, one thing I've noticed about this meme is Bert doesn't exist. <laughs> that's all right. I don't care. The uh, I'm all right. so this meme, this meme is basically I'm okay. this meme is basically describing uh, the heat death of the universe. Those who have hats will be saved, and those who do not have hats will be sent to Kanye hell. Mm. Oh, where you wear one shoe? Where you wear one shoe? One and, shoe, Vasily. And because and because of this, that's why the uh, the listener ought to beware. Of course, and make sure we... the listener gets a hold of a hat before the heat death of the universe. All right. So what do you think, Bert? Do you have any other? Inter- I'm I'm uh, I'm digging this interpretation because I do have a hat. <laughs> I don't know. Do we? You have your camera going, don't you, Peter? We'll take a picture of it. Okay. So it says, "Make Missouri great again." Now, did you have this hat specially made yourself? Actually, I had parishioners specially, specially make this hat. Is that right? Yes. That's amazing. I have oh. the best parishioners in the universe. Make Missouri great wow. again. I'm they didn't just wear... go like on, online at some, the, the some great, Missouri. The controversial Nga hat, right? Nga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear this to every single conference and uh, district convention we have. Awesome. Vicar, you, you, how are you feeling? Because you look like you're out of place, like you're just completely confused. Now, just, I'll admit, that was a very surreal meme. And I've seen some very surreal memes. I've made a few. Because there, there's a... there's a. So you've a, actually made some? There's a Christian jo- joke group on Facebook that every so often will will do teaching the Bible through memes. Mm-hmm. And they'll go like book by book. So I've got sitting hmm. in my computer a file folder of probably a couple hundred that I've made. Wow. Uh, I don't work you hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take long to make. Okay. <laughs> That's the great part. I don't know. This one looked like it took a while. Yeah, that one That one did actually. So I mean, who made this one? I think Hannah made it, right? Well, Hannah's, sure, she has a friend. Remember she made oh. the, the friend that made the gravestone one too? Hannah's yeah, got the, connections. Yeah, this yeah. is more advanced than anything I've ever done, which is just using templates. I mean, to templates. take the shoe and, and have it so it's kind of shaded off into the background. Yeah. Man, the yeah. worst We're, part of this whole thing is that picture now has to go on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible picture of me that I sent to my family and now is on the meme. But oh no, whatever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we need wow. to... Uh, Speaking of, we actually need to take this round thing on the road so we can do uh, an in-person interview with Hannah at some point. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yes. And we, we still need to do our, isn't that going to be our first live remote when we go to, uh, where are we going to do one in uh, at the student center maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So tell us what you think about that, listener. Wait, and, uh, wait, wait, just a minute. Uh, engage surround sound. Tell us about that, listener. And, Victor, where can they find us? Well, they can tell us about this by email. Feedback. Email? Yeah, feedback at clericalerrors.org. Talking to the surround sound. I'm attempting to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they could find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. At me, bro. Yep, and on Twitter, at clericalerrorsp. That's P for podcast. Okay. Uh, surround sound disengaged. 
Berg, I, are you somewhat offended by this whole surround sound thing? No. Okay. Why? Should I be? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. Anyway, we're decently into the episode. We've uh, messed around quite a lot. You want to hit, hit, get into your top 12 list? All right. The top 12 list. Uh, we've, we've been handing these over to Vicar, but Peter, play the intro. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Peter, play the intro. Enough nonsense. It's time for Bullhagen's Top 12. What do you got, Vicar? Well, at, by, by request of our fearless leader, since this is the surround sound episode, this would be the top 12 sounds of scripture. All right. Yeah, so... So, uh, it's, it's, it sounds... It does sound a little bit like it's, uh... Like a Lenten series from the 80s, doesn't it? The, 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 the sound... The seven sounds of the crucifixion or something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I got, think that would be... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I figured out how to explain it, though, so... So, yeah, so if... If you've ever seen Who's Line, you might understand this. Okay, Who's Line is it anyway? Yeah. Okay. They're little... They're little so... So, do you ever notice that the Bible is full of sound? Go ahead, pick up your Bible, maybe brush the dust off it, put it to your ear. Hear anything? If you do, you may want to get your hearing checked. Of course, you've got to read the Bible out loud to hear things. There are different events written about in the Bible that make spectacular sounds. And that's what we've collected here for you, the podcast supporter. A single five-CD set of the top 12 most spectacular sounds of Scripture, as performed by all your favorite artists. The variety is astounding with the likes of pop, R&B, funk, rock, madman Bruno Mars, or the 1960s rock and roll phenomenon, The Monkees. Unfortunately, comedy rock legend Weird Al Yankovic was unable to complete his most recent comeback album, Uh. so it's not on the project. Uh, Even more unfortunate, we're unable to play any portion of any of these tracks. We can't even hum a few bars. Due to the strict copyright laws of Albonia, where this one-of-a-kind CD set is being made. And not because the announcer is skillfully as musical as a washout American Idol contestant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if that helped me, Vicar. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I think it's great. Keep going. So, Keep going. Number 12? Number 12. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey. Hey, like, should we do the t- numbers and surround sound? Oh, we could. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Number 12. Big band swing sensation Macho Man Samson's number th- 1939 hit, Bringing Down the Temple. Ooh. Nice. Oh, so yeah. this would be, you know, the end of Samson's career, Judges 16, where he's blinded and in the Philistine temple and knocks the whole place down. Bringing down the temple. I like, yeah. I like it. All right. Well, uh, what would that sound like, Vicar? Uh, big band? Well, that'd be uh, Glenn Miller. No. The... Sort of. Oh, the sound? <laughs> Bring <him> down. The sound. <laughs> like a bunch of stones falling on each other and a bunch of people screaming. Did it, didn't, That's what it would didn't sound I say, like. I am musically. A bunch up. of people yeah. going. How does how does one musically do a big band <laughs> with no instruments? <laughs> so so what's a, what's the back? So Samson. Yeah, Samson destroying the temple. He's bringing down the house, yeah. man. He's bringing down okay. the house, yeah. knocking down the pillars. It's all temple. collapsing. A, a little bit like the the sound effects in the background of the bench press parables. Okay, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number eleven. Alternative rock. The Pillar of Cloudy Fire, collaborated with Miriam's Tambourine, tambourine, along with a solo by Shy Guy Moses for their 2002 piece, Tidal Wave. Ooh. Mm. What a rush. Nice. (laughs) Like, I want to actually write the words to these songs and have my wife compose. Oh. 
we just need I, a grant. So if you guys need money, if you you know if you guys want to send us more money, you can do that. Berg, how so much you're money, from the you're how from much your... money do I get to if I get to choose one of these top twelve? How much money would it take for the, that that to happen? Uh, uh, some some of these will be cheaper than others. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I can uh, promise that we'll we'll discuss rates. So I'm guessing, right. Vicar, that uh, this this one is a song about baptism. Yeah, yeah, the Egyptians were baptized. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, three cro- times down, two times up. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. the crossing of the Red Sea, particularly when the waters close back in. Number ten. Ezekiel Ben Buzi, uh, the renowned Mambo band leader, is famous for the dance sensation Bones a Rattling. I like that. So, oh, yeah, the, so they got the rattling bones. Yeah, the Valley of the Dry Bones. Oh, and yeah. What, what, what kind of genre Mom, is that? Mambo. Mambo. Yeah. It's got to have good rhythm to it. Right, so this is Mambo. You feel it in 10. your bones. <laughs> and it's like it's like that that uh, um, that steel drum kind of thing. Ding, 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 ding. And, and and the bones. Kind of like, that corner of the world, yeah. Bouncing off of one another. I mean, that's what yeah. it sounds like, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Number nine. A little-known Dixieland group called Israel's Children's Marching Band performing uh, a song called Knocking Down Jericho's Walls. Mm. Oh. So uh, the, you said that's uh, like a Dixie song? Yeah. Yeah. So so the sort of jazz they play in New Orleans, you know, when the Saints and all that stuff. So what does that sound like? So can you guys remind me a little too bouncy. The falling of Jericho in the Bible, they just walk around the city, right? Once they march around it? Once yeah, so that they march around once for six days, and on the seventh day they marched around seven times, and then they were commanded to, you know, to stop, sound the trumpets, and shout. So, remind I, I might be wrong, but I'm getting a fuzzy memory of VeggieTales being a marching band. Yes, yes. Okay, that so with that's the, where with the slushies. From. Yes. Yeah, okay. don't don't like those terrible like lima beans that are French. Saying keep walking. Yeah, the, the, the French peas. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. They're, they're, I call them freedom peas. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a gag from Monty. It's it's supposed to be a gag from Monty Python. Number eight. So frontman Belshazzar of hip-hop group Danny B and the Wise Guys was already famous for his previous solo hit, Den of Lions, when the gang hit the charts with Roaring Bonfire for Three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Roaring Bonfire for Three. Yeah. What genre of music is this again? Uh, so hip-hop. So think like uh, Run DMC. And what's the, what's you just keep using words, and I, I don't know what that I don't means. know what it means either. <laughs> I'm well, the, I'm the wrong all, one to ask. I could tell you because your the name isn't very yeah street enough. But I don't know. Belshazzar is pretty. That's true. It's pretty. Dope, I didn't say man. they were. It has to be a little. I didn't say they were Belshazzar. successful. Okay. <laughs> JWA. Belly so this references the uh, yeah, Daniel and the Lions and in gen- and, uh, yeah and the, well, the sound actually, specifically is he should have fi- gone with Shaz Shaz and the Wise Guys. Yeah, so this this would specifically be the the fiery furnace. And what would that sound like? Yeah, like, yeah loud. Yeah, if you could somehow mix up. That sounds more like 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 death metal or something. If you could sound like COVID. Do you have some death metal in this list? 
Not quite, but mm. close. Number seven. Electric house sensation, the Paraclete. It's most famous for two things. Appearing at venues in a dove costume and the song Rock Them Like a Whirlwind. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and what is uh, the sound from scripture that you're referring yeah, to? So this would be the, the, the that sound of wind that is on Pentecost when the disciples are all given the ability to speak every language. Number six. Uh, back when Baroque music was all the rage with the youngsters, quite a while ago, uh, an ensemble nicknamed Wrath of God composed uh, a Takata and Fugue piece called 40 Days of Downpour. Mm. Oh, wow. You know, uh, actually, some students also like that style of music because they are also Baroque. Mm. <laughs> Hey man, if it's if it's broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so this is this is a baptism song. Yes, another one. Another baptism. Yeah, right. I mean, actually, isn't all water in scripture about baptism? Yeah, you're referring to a lot of the the Easter vigil readings. Did you know that? I I did finally catch on to that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, this, so this is obviously the 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 rain for the the flood that destroyed the whole world. Number five. Uh, the Lord of the Patriarchs, a bluegrass thrash trio, hmm. is most famous for uh, their sound, Still Small Voice, but from the same album is the rocking epic Earthquake, Fire, and Whirlwind. Hmm. Cool. So this is when Elijah goes to the mountain of God to you know, file his complaint, and before God shows up, you've got Earthquake, Fire, Whirlwind. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, there is also a group that kind of Earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, this is not that. Yeah, blue bluegrass thrash is pretty weird. Yes, <laughs> I have no idea what this. Uh, okay, so I need to go listen to all this stuff. Yeah, I I can actually play some later, but yeah, it, it's thrash on a banjo, <laughs> which sounds way. Be- it actually sounds better than it's described. It actually is pretty good. Yeah. Number four. Power metal band St. Paul and the Sailors stumbled in upon the music scene a few years ago with their smash hit, The Nor'easter. Yeah. So yes, I do have some. <laughs> so there is some metal for you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about uh, uh, Paul's, uh, um, whatchamacallit? Yeah, the, uh, the storm, storm that shipwrecked him on Malta. Act 17, yeah. See, I would have gone more like, uh, Actually, like, a, like a, what's his name, Gordon Lightfoot, you know, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Like a little more folksy. Oh. I, I don't know. I see. I see Paul being a little more aggressive than that. I I think he, I, mean, I think he s- would appreciate this sort of this sort of music. I. It's your list, Vicar. <laughs> Every time Bert gets an idea, is that's the noise you hear. Yeah, it's ideas piped in via text message. Peter, this is going to take you like eight, 18 hours to. Yeah, edit. I'm fully aware. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you understand. <laughs> All right, next, let's, moving on. Yeah. Number three. Uh, because of copyright issues, the Monkees actually requested to remove their song. Uh, thankfully, a symphonic rock legend, the Son of God, graciously provided on short notice the track Smashing Tables. No, mm. oh, there you go. So this yeah. would be the, cl- the Clearing of the Temple by Jesus. The temple rang with golden coins, right? We got that in one of our hymns. Yeah, and, and tables being thrown around. Right. Right. It sounds oddly enough of... Is almost identical to what it sounds like when when Vicar's working on his sermon. <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> that's the one I want to commission you for, Berg. Which one? That's that's the one that's going to be the most this, expensive. This one, the Smashing Tables one. 
smashing table. Because to, to do, I'll see what I can do. Because to do this right, you need the whole orchestra, like the whole, like every instrument possible. Can I oh, we'll co-opt it? Can I co-opt it to be smashing tables, but it's heavy metal? I'll see what my wife can do. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Uh, so also, um, unfortunately, Bruno Mars decided he's too good for our project. <laughs> and since we don't want his lawyers to bombard us, <laughs> we politely obeyed the court order and replaced his song with, uh, with one from, again, the Lord of the Patriarchs, uh, which is the song Boom Fireball. Boom Fireball. So this would be the moment that God answers Elijah's prayer huh. at the sacrifice on Mount Carmel. So a nice singular sound. All right. And number one. This should be unsurprising for no one that the top sound of Scripture is the stone rolls away by the Son of God. Oh, yeah. And it's symphonic rock. Yes. That's pretty cool. See, and if you play that song backward... Like, it's what you hear on Good Friday, right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's just trying yeah. this backwards. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> tries to play these these old vinyl Back, ones backward. Yeah, backward. Hear the devil, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is just the strepidus in reverse. Oh, yep. you know, I, I've actually got an app on my phone that allows me to, like, record something and then play it backward. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. <laughs> Engage surround sound. Oh, you, you want me to do it? Let's see. What do you want me to say? <laughs> so, so here. Okay, so let, uh, let's see. So, what, what, do, what do you want? Uh, what, what do you want? Uh, what, do, what do you want to say? Like, do you want me to say something? Like, yeah. Uh, let's like read. Like, read your favorite. The read the first stanza of your favorite Easter hymn. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll just I'll just do this. It'll be awake my heart with gladness. Here we go. Awake my heart with gladness. See what today has come. Now after gloom and sadness comes forth the glorious sun. Our Savior there was laid where our bed must be made when to the realms of light our spirit wings its flight. All right, now play. You have to go to the surround sound. Yep. Here we go. Over to the surround sound. I'm not sure that was a good idea. It <laughs> <laughs> sounded a little Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a hankering for some Ludafisk now. Ludafisk, <laughs> right, right, right. It's even funnier when, when you uh, when you sing it because, but I got we don't need to do that. All right. <laughs> I do have something I oh. could, I mean, we okay, can talk yeah. about Eusebius' uh, church history here. Um, I just picked this book off my shelf. It's called Eusebius' Church History, and uh, it's a really great book. I've really enjoyed uh, reading it. I'm not, you know, um, I, th- I think it would be great for any anybody who is interested in what happened to the apostles after... Christ died and rose again from the dead and ascended into heaven. And I'd be interested, if anybody is interested in uh, um, the persecutions that took place in the Christian church during that time and how um, the Christian church uh, wrestled with the uh, problems of false teaching and things like that, um, I think it'd be great. It's a good book. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Have you guys, you guys read this? You've read this, right, Berg? I have, yep. Yeah, t- tell me what, what you think about it. I mean... 
I think it's a great uh, I think it's a great overview as all history should be of how the gospel is feared in the world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the the, the f- amazing things that I find in this book is that Eusebius talks about the great persecution. Um, starting with, I think, Diocletian was the Roman emperor at that time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you would expect him to blame the persecution on Diocletian, right? Yep. You'd expect him to say, Diocletian did this, it's all his fault, and stuff like that. But what he actually does is he says, this persecution came on the church because the church had lost her first love, because the church had uh, uh, started to um, fight with one another and... Uh, and uh, um, you know, basically sin against one another, and God sent the persecution through Diocletian so that this would all be, uh, uh, you know, worked out. <laughs> and I think that's fascinating. I mean, he he does, of course, blame Diocletian. I mean, you know, he he you know does that, but but he says that God sent this as uh, you know, I don't want to sound like a you know uh, just a law oriented preacher here, but you know, he sent it as a punishment, you know, on the church. Yeah. It's and, a judgment. Yeah, it's a judgment. And, right, right. There you go. It's a judgment. That's and, and I think too, that's the uh, that's something we've forgotten. Right. Because we it we we want to save God because we're you know we're so interested in this theodicy of right. Well, how can a good God do this or that or and so what we do is we say, well, God didn't do anything at all. He didn't send the coronavirus. He doesn't <laughs> send you know all this other stuff that that uh, that pains us. Mm-hmm. Well, but then what are you left with? You're left with basically nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're left with you're God left doesn't with an, do anything. Then, yeah, you're you left know? with an impotent yeah. God yeah. who sits on the sidelines and says, oops. Or he wrings his sorry. hand. He wrings his hand right. and he says, oh, I really wish I could help you with that. You know, but yeah, this this is uh, this is great. And you, you read about the, uh, um, the people that went to martyrdom, you know, and... Uh, you know, there were some, of course, that that denied Christ, or some that that went with a lot of fear and trembling. Uh, but many of them just just went to martyrdom, trusting that Christ was going to going to save them and and take care of them, and trusting that this was uh, God's way of of bringing them from this valley of sorrow to Himself in heaven. And then, you know, you also had uh, one guy make the mention. You know, he was about to be thrown to the lions, and I, I forget what his name was. Maybe maybe it was uh, Polycarp. I forget. But he said something like. Uh, uh, my my body is grain that's going to be ground uh, um, by the uh, teeth of the lion, so that I become a holy loaf. I think they set Polycarp on fire. Well, that's right. Yeah. But but then the legend speaks of him, uh, his flesh actually like baked like bread, and it was like a sweet aroma. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't die. So they went and they slit his throat. Yeah, something I, uh, like that. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, it wasn't so, Polycarp then, but somebody said something like that. I don't right. know if you remember that. Yeah. That's why one of my yeah. favorite hymns is actually. Uh, Rise again, ye lion-hearted. Ah, good. Especially that third stanza. Mm-hmm. Great of heart, they know no turning. Honor, gold, they laugh to scorn. Right. Quench desires within them burning. By no earthly passion storn. Mid the lions roaring. Sound, songs of praise outpouring. Joyously they take their stand on the arena's bloody sand. Amen. That's great. And you know, th- think about this, too. This is not something that they did by their power or by their strength. Mm-hmm. This is something that God worked in them, in these martyrs. It's not something that, that they're able to do. It's like what Jesus says, you know, when you stand before kings and princes and things like that, don't don't worry about what you're going to say ahead of time, because God the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to say. It's not 
it's not an admonition not to study. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but but I was just going to yeah. put that caveat in. Right, there. right. I, you always have to say it's that. It's not talking right? about a sermon, right, Vicar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. But okay. it's, it's talking about confessing <laughs> your faith in front of in front of judges and magistrates who would uh, actually uh, kill you, you know, and sentence you to all sorts I, I of didn't tortures. Know a, I didn't know a yeah. pastor who who thought it, he said, "Well, I'm going to let the the spirit lead me when he preaches a text," <laughs> and he he said. You know, sometimes I don't even know what I said <laughs> when I was done, to which everyone else was thinking, well, we don't know what you said either. And that's that, probably for the best. Was that Pastor Chris Christensen? No. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. No. I should call him up, see how he's doing. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe. I, I'll admit, I can I can hear that describing Dr. David Scare a little bit. Oh. <laughs> but I know he says it also in jest. Yeah. And you also want to get a call, so I'd be careful. Yes. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> He just—he would just laugh at me. That's true. You get back on campus after your vicarage, your first class with Doctor Scare. He looks at you, and he laughs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah. But so I just—I love this book. Now you know one of the things that I always think about with the martyrs, and maybe you guys can help me with this a little bit. But when I read about martyrdom, you know, I have—I have several f- thoughts going through my head at at. The time and maybe maybe the listener can respond can you know think about this too you know um one of my thoughts is that would be really terrible <laughs> to go through that you know um but another thought is i wonder how gruesome this one's gonna be and i, I think that's not a good idea not a good idea to have that thought right well one th- yeah. thing that, I, that berg's actually pointed out before yeah. that i found very interesting about that is the idea that the that uh, the martyrs appearing in glory, the right. glorified, still bear those the scars. scars. Yeah, 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 right, right. Because, you know, we're told that we're going to rise with these bodies. Right? right. Yeah, yeah. That's why, like, Sistine Chapel is so amazing and mm. some of these other, you know, um, where you actually see Bartholomew holding his own skin and his, uh, <laughs> you know, and the knives. Or you see... Uh, icons of St. John the Baptist holding his own head in on the platter and stuff. And it's not gruesome. No. But it's uh it's really teachable. Right, right. I, I think that's the point. You know, I, I want this to be teachable. I don't want this to be just me, my my uh my fascination being fancied and, and things like that. But yeah. Good. Well that was a nice little trip to to Bert's world. You guys want to hear about something else that happened or do we have time for this? Yeah. Peter? I mean okay. So like I was finishing up my sermon on Saturday night. I was out in my uh, my uh, little uh, uh, shack uh, where I can write a sermon while having some tobacco a little bit. And uh, wait, wait, okay, stop. Yeah, a minute. go ahead. Okay, what's this shed? It's it's actually <laughs> uh, during the winter time. It becomes my smoke shed, but during the spring and summer and fall, it is uh, my the playhouse for my children. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so rock on, man. So I rock have to on. clean it up now. <laughs> really disinfect and right. a lot of uh, a lot of uh, washing <laughs> and things like that. But anyway, um, I was I was coming out of that that shed and I just finished up my sermon and I started hearing this noise and it sounded like somebody was dying. I mean, and it sounded like a woman screaming over and over again. And it, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the the system, but I'm gonna try to give you a little bit of what it sounded like. It sounded like this. Okay, here you go. Here wait, you go. wait, 
Engage surround sound. There we go. See? Yeah, engage the surround. Okay, there we go. And so <laughs> uh, it sounded like this. It sounded like this. All right. Um, here we go. Ow! 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 Okay, that was disengaged surround sound. It, it, it was. It was. Some of those were longer and 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 louder and and I mean, it was. Uh, it was an amazing sound. I thought somebody was dying, but it just so happens that. A little bit later on, I saw this large cat-like creature walking down the street of Westgate, Iowa. He had a big, long tail. Big cat-like creature with a big, long tail. Guys, this was a mountain lion. They're a mountain lion in Iowa. They exist wow. here. And he was crying for his mate or something. I don't know. But, I mean, it was loud. He was like, dinner. Dinner. <laughs> yeah, dinner. Right. Well, see, that was the thing. Or... I mean, I, I was I was walking over because animals only do interesting things for two reasons. One's eating. Yep. The yeah. Other is... yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. But you know, I, I was hate, I was walking. I would have hated to see the hairball on that one. <laughs> oh. Well, I, he might not have been hungry because he didn't come after me because I was walking towards him um, because I was thinking somebody was dying and I'm a pastor and I you know. Who do I call? I, I was on the verge of calling 911, you know, because I thought it was a woman yeah. dying. Right. But it was. I, it, yeah. Call 911. Yeah. There's a suspicious cat in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would just be my luck, right? You know, I call 911 because of that. But anyway, yeah. So that's uh, that's what happened to me. It was fascinating. Wow. So give us a sermon. Use that as a sermon illustration, Bert. Right. Exactly. Well, think about this for a second. Okay. Sermon illustration. Perhaps. Um, well, oh, there's an easy one. I was thinking about Elijah and the bears, the bear, right? Oh, I was thinking, you know, devil like a roaring lion. Oh, right. There you go. I mean, seeking. Yeah. Yeah. The devil prowls like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. That'd be good. Or uh, perhaps. Or the young uh, lions roar for hunger. Right. 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 Or, or perhaps, you know, how uh, uh, I think uh, Reed Lessing. Uh, talked about this, uh, Doctor Reed Lessing. He's talked about restoring the roar, like the roar, the 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 uh, um, the Lord roars from Zion. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be a positive thing. I'm thinking, yeah. You know, he roars, uh, and man, you could hear it. <laughs> he would not be denied that lion. Mm-hmm. No. Wow. How big was it? Okay, it was the size of a large dog with a big long tail and. And, wow. Yeah. So I mean, like like 60, 70 pounds? I was thinking like 100 pounds at least. Wow. Yeah. So did you call the, uh, what do you call it? The DNR? No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> not yet. But I did look on their website and they say, uh, no, the DNR is certainly not releasing mountain lions in Iowa. That's what they say now. Right. <laughs> right. But there are mountain lions in Iowa. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, you could even like, like. Who you know? What attacks the uh, the mixed people who are brought in to live in the northern kingdom? Oh yeah, yeah. Lions. Lions do. Yep, yep. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. So uh, I thought maybe uh, Berg, what for a closing with the surround sound? I was wondering if they, if you have a favorite uh, Easter hymn from TLH that we could sing. Oh boy. Uh, or from you know something that we could sing. Um, How about who is a... this that comes from Edom? That is pretty awesome. I can grab some hymnals. Yeah, let's sing that one. I haven't sung that one. 
Who is this that comes from Edom, all his raiment stained with blood? To the captives speaking freedom, bringing and bestowing good. Glorious in the garb he wears, glorious in the spoil he bears. Tis the Savior now victorious, traveling onward in his might. Tis the Savior, oh how glorious, to his people is the sight. Satan conquered and the grave, Jesus now is strong to save. Why that blood his raiment staining, tis the blood of many slain. Of his foes there's none remaining, none the contest to maintain. Fawn they are no more to rise, all their glory prostrate lies. Mighty victor reign forever, where the crown so dearly won. Never shall thy people never cease to sing what thou hast done. Thou hast fought thy people's foes, thou hast healed thy people's woes. Thank you for listening. I am Bullhagen. Happy I'm, Easter. I'm Berg. I'm Bert. I'm Vicker. And may your closing be well-timed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.